0: everyone. Welcome back to the pause podcast. I'm Mari and we are on day 20, 20. of our 30 wow, day, day Exodus exploration. That's good. And today we're going to be looking at chapter 23. So yesterday, Lindsay took us through some of the, the laws and rules and restrictions in mm-hmm. chapter 21. Chapter 22 ends up being a lot more of the same. Mm-hmm. Yep. You can go read it. And then some of those rules and restrictions spill over into chapter 23, a lot of them having to do with agriculture and how mm-hmm. to grow your crops and how to distribute them and mm-hmm. um, what seasons to harvest and what seasons not to. And I actually, like, this is just a quick note, but some I have some friends who are into farming and they have said that the the biblical rules around crops like the agriculture rules are actually Mm. really, really healthy for soil. Um, Like the reason that our food isn't as nutritious as it used to be is because we don't partake in some of these practices like crop rotation or letting a field lie fallow for a while because then it allows um, things to rot, which is actually really good for the soil. Oh, wow. Um, So the way that God was asking the Israelites to treat Mm -hmm. their land is Mm -hmm. actually a really um, life giving practice, which is, I guess, shouldn't come as a surprise to us. Yeah. No kidding. Um, So I actually, I'm going to have Lindsay. So towards the end of chapter 23, after more rules, um, they pick up the narrative. Okay. So the Israelites are still camped Mm -hmm. at the base of Mount Sinai. They got their commandments. They got their civil laws. And now God's going to give them a little peek into what's to come. So Lindsay's going to read from Exodus 23, chapter 21.
1: Okay. Or sorry. Verse 21. 21. Yes. It says, Behold, I send an angel before you to guard you on the way and to bring you to the place that I have prepared. Pay careful attention to him and obey his voice. Do not rebel against him, for he will not pardon your transgression, for my name is in him. But if you carefully obey his voice and do all that I say, then I will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. When my angel goes before you and brings you to the Amorites and the Hittites and the Prezerites and the Canaanites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, and I blot them out, you shall not bow down to their gods nor serve them, nor do as they do, but you shall utterly overthrow them and break their pillars in pieces. You shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water, and I will take sickness away from among you. None shall miscarry or be barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days." I will send my terror before you and will throw into confusion all the people against whom you shall come. And I will make all your enemies turn their backs to you. And I will send hornets before you, which shall drive out the Hivites, the Canaanites, and the Hittites from before you. I will not drive them out before you in one year, lest the land become desolate and the wild beasts multiply against you. Little by little, I will drive them out from before you until you have increased and possessed the land."
0: Thanks for reading that. Yeah. So I want to talk about verses twenty-nine and thirty today. I've actually always really loved this mm-hmm. quick note from God when He says, "I'm not going to drive them out in one year, lest the land become desolate and wild beasts multiply. I'm going to drive drive them out little by little." Um, mm-hmm. So He's you know promising them this land, um, but then that He's He's not actually going to give it to them all at once. He's mm-hmm. going to give it to them gradually, and I've always found that weirdly beautiful. Mm. So, we've talked about this concept of a promised land before. And, like, it has, it's a symbol for a lot of different things sure. for heaven and for the kingdom of God, um, but also for this idea that we all have a chunk of God's kingdom that we get to join mm-hmm. in God's work of taking dominion over. So, mm-hmm. some might use the word calling. Yep. And um, that your promised land is your calling. Um, And it's so exciting for most of us, you know, we get free from slavery, from sin, from our addictions, from our identity issues. And we learn more about who God is and who we are. He starts to heal us. He starts to show us where he's headed and he asks if we want to join. And most of the time, I know most of us, we want that full inheritance right away. We're like, yeah, put me in. I'm so ready. (laughs) Let's do this. Yeah, let's do this. Give me the leadership. Give me the job. Give me the church. Give me the family. Give me the following. But then we see this verse. Mm. So God first promises to go ahead of them. In fact, he promises to send this massive warrior angel ahead of them, and he's gonna send their enemies running. And he says, I'll send hornets ahead <laughs> of them. It. Like it's gonna whip them up into this terrorized frenzy. Yep. Um so that part's all set. But then he makes this little caveat, like, yeah, I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna drive them out ahead of you, but not all at once. Mm. Rather little by little. And I heard a sermon on this once that said that this is because it's easier to take ground than it is to keep it. Ooh, what's that mean? Like, um, how did they unpack that? Yeah. So the idea that, um, like, kind of the idea of if it's easier to start a project than it is to finish it. Yes. It's easier true. to, with the momentum of something new and exciting, um, a lot of us can dive in and get started and then we want something, another hit of something new and exciting. But a lot mm. of the work to be done in almost any calling or situation is that daily mundane, mm. tedious, hard work yes. that just goes day to day to day. Yeah. And it's just about maintaining what you have the way that, yeah. you know, you maintain, you there's That's it's good. really exciting to buy a new house, but then being a homeowner, it's like it's, a, it's not as exciting. No. Like yep. you have plumbing problems, you gotta mow the lawn, you've gotta fertilize the lawn, you've gotta take out the trash. There's these things that have to be done every day to keep what you've yep what you've earned or yep. you know, purchased, whatever. Um and in a way, I feel like we can see that as a mercy, or I mm-hmm. do. Um I guess really similar to the conversation we had about manna and about um, seeing things through headlights that, you know, some of us are lucky enough to know exactly where God called us and they have this clear picture of what corner of the kingdom they get to partner with him in. And if, but if he were to put that in our lap, all of it, like, oh, you're really passionate about human trafficking boom, here's an entire nonprofit. All of these battered women and children are now your responsibility. Like, mm. oh, you love to worship with music? Here's a church to lead and here's a recording contract. Like that sounds great, that sort of like overnight yeah. success or that overnight whatever, Yeah. but it, A, rarely works like that for yeah. people. And for the people where it does work that way, a lot of times we see them burning out
1: mm-hmm. because
0: that's just how we work as humans. Like we yeah. got to build stamina you have to yeah. take possession and responsibility and authority of things. Yeah. Or I would, learning curve.
1: if God did that to me, I would be like, I can't handle that. <laughs>
0: I'm not ready for this. I would this. be so
1: overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it reminded me just as you were talking, and I think I may have shared this story in season one, but it reminded me of that of a sermon I heard in person by Francis Chan. Mm, yeah. He wrote a bunch of books, Forgotten God, um, Crazy Love. Crazy Love. But we were on like a student conference, and there was like thousands of us in this arena in Daytona Beach, Florida. And he's, I forgot the... Um, context or what he was talking about. But I remember all of a sudden he's like, okay, well, who, who wants to, who wants to go with me? I've got an elevator or elevator. I've got an (laughs) helicopter out back and I can only fit five or six of you guys. Um, And he's, this is not a real scenario. He's just like building us up, building um, energy and excitement and passion. He's like, who wants to go with me? We're going to go to Thailand right now and let's end sex trafficking and Everybody's screaming, and like he's we're just like, gonna go rescue. Yeah, bunch we're of gonna people. go rescue a bunch okay. of people. This is so exciting. Let's do this, like right now. Who's gonna go with me right now? And everyone's like, ah, like <laughs> screaming and exciting. And then all of a sudden, he goes, um, "Well, how many of you um, woke up today and spent time with the Lord?" And the place went silent. I have chills Crickets, now because yeah. I can't. I remember that like goes yesterday because that was his point. His point yeah. was like. You are um if you are not able to be faithful with what God has put right in front of you, how are you going to be able to handle these big things he's called you to? Mm-hmm. And like I have never seen a preacher or pastor do something like that. Like yeah. it was just the contrast between everyone's like, I'm gonna do this. Yeah, but then it's like silent when he's like, But did you serve him today? Or like, how are you being faithful with what's God mm-hmm. what's in front of you? So that just reminded me. It was very cool to see that like played out. So And I think the people that we
0: see leading well or serving Mm -hmm. well or just crushing it exactly where they are, are the people who aren't afraid to do the mundane everyday thing and who also are so faithful in that. Like you were just telling me the other day about one of your leaders who like picks up trash in the sanctuary that like he has this like pretty high up position, but he's also not afraid to just like do the janitorial work when it needs being done because-
1: It's all part that's of required. Yeah. yeah. It's all part of the mission. The mission. Yes. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, that's a good connection. Um. So most of us, I guess, the point we're making mm-hmm. is if
0: all of the dreams and hopes that we have gotten mm. from god and hold in our part in our hearts and bring before him if it was all given to us all at once all this like wonderful exciting stuff that we're hoping to do for his kingdom and for his glory if it was all given to us mm. this fullness of our kingdom corner we would probably mismanage oh, it totally. let's be honest 100% and the enemy would see that and would attack us in these weak and desolate corners yeah. that we're not really prepared to yeah. fill out yet and as, as God puts it, wild animals would start yeah. to roam, yeah. roam in that land. So God in his mercy yields us our dreams little by little. Mm. Our promised land is earned as we take dominion. Mm-hmm. So I guess the questions we need to ask ourselves are, are we being responsible with the parcel that we have right now? Yeah, that's With good. our little front yard. Yep. Um, yep. I heard this speaker, Andy Andrew talk about this first, and she said the first steps before dominion, like we all want dominion first, like we all want to be like, and now I'm here. Yeah. But he said she says that the first two steps are identity and wholeness. Like, do you know who you are? Do you know who God mm-hmm. is? Have you f- have you sorted that out yet? And then have you pursued healing and forgiveness and renewal? Because you're not going to be effective anywhere until yeah. you've sorted those that's things so out first. Good. And that's yes. the stuff that's like it's not glamorous. No, oh, it's no. not exciting. Yep. It's not. There's no spotlight on it. Mm-hmm. It's just like the hard inner work, work most of the yeah. time. no kidding. That's good. So let's do some discussion questions. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like you have a clear picture of
1: your promised land? Um, yes and no. Like when we think about the headlights or like mm-hmm. the manna, I feel like I've never had a super clear vision or picture or idea of where God is going uh, or where he's taking me. But when it comes to like calling, I feel like... Um, like I'll, when you were talking, I was thinking about the calling I have to do foster care. Mm, um,
2: yeah, I was hoping you were talking about this.
1: Yeah, so I have a calling and it's kind of been for a while. The Lord revealed to me several years ago um, to foster um, older kids in particular for teenagers because mm. um, I love teenagers. Um, and I like believe so strongly in the foster care system and what they're doing. And yeah. um, I think it's it's pretty incredible. Um, and so I, I feel called to do that. But- I hasn't the calling hasn't come to fruition yet. yeah, um, just through circumstances. I've gone through like half of the process, um, but just through circumstances and timing and different things. Um And I feel like, you know, as you were talking, I was just thinking through, like, if God immediately called me and then the next day I was like a foster parent. I like, yeah, I think God's like, you couldn't you couldn't handle that. yeah. And so I think he's been like, digging roots and kind of um, putting me in experiences and circumstances to help prepare me for that calling. Um, Like even think some of the ministry I've been a part of with teenagers has involved a lot of crisis and trauma, which Mm. is what fostering um, teenagers will be. And so I think I've gone through a lot of experiences that have helped prepare me, both character, um, but also both just how to respond um, calmly and... Um, in a crisis. And so I think the Lord's kind of prepared me in that sense. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, and that's a kindness not only for you but for your f- future kids that mm-hmm. you're you'll foster. Yeah. Like you said if you if you were like, hmm, maybe I want to foster yeah. someday and then a child showed up on your doorstep yeah. the next day, if you yeah. were fully unprepared yeah. and hadn't had some of the experiences yeah. you've had yeah. in preparation, then yeah, that would that that child wouldn't thrive yeah. under your care.
1: And even like I'm wiser, <laughs> yeah. I'm more mature, I'm um I'm more compassionate I'm more kind um, I am more steadfast I like than I was when he gave me the calling you know yeah. and so uh, I think we can learn that as we go but I think the Lord in my situation in my case has been like no you need to like in order to serve and be the best foster parent you can be. Um, I need you to walk through some things first. Yeah. But it doesn't mean the calling has gone away. You know, yeah. and I think that was a confusing piece for me for a while. I'm like, am I still called to this? It's mm. like, yeah, you are. Um, but we're gonna walk this out a little bit, you know, and yeah. it's having to discern between like disobedient like, am I is it obedient? You know, is it disobedience yeah. or is it just discernment and wisdom? You yeah. know what I mean? So um, yeah. That's a good question. Do I, you like how would you answer that? Oh, I would say no. I don't feel
0: like I have a clear picture. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I mean, not so much that I feel like it's obscure, but that I, yeah. just the season that I'm in, I wear a lot of different hats, um, and I'm a lot of different things to a lot of different people and that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's just where I'm at. Yeah. Um, so it's not that I don't really know where I'm going. It's just that I see that my energy is sort of parceled out in a way that's not, um, in one direction right now, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, yeah. So question number two, how are you being responsible with the land that you have
1: now? I feel like you kind of already answered yeah. that. Like you've done your home studies. Yes, you've- yeah. And I think like always keeping it in mind or like um, living life through the lens of what the future will hold. Mm-hmm. And so that creates a lot of intentionality. What um, would future Lindsay be yeah, thankful for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good question. And so just knowing that like, hey, these um, everything is creating... A a wiser um, and kinder version of myself, like a better yeah. version, and that better version will be able to be a better foster parent. You yeah, know, if that makes sense. And so um, I try to have that lens all the time, but um, sometimes I'm like, why? Yeah, <laughs> like this feels this delay feels weird, or this trial feels weird. But it's mm-hmm. like, okay, no, look, look what it, look what it's making at me. Like, yeah. I am responding in situations better than I ever have. You know, yeah. And, um, I mean, that sounded prideful, but better than I had previously, right? Yeah, no, that all makes growth. sense. Yeah,
0: and I feel like it's important to make the distinction. Like, there's going to be people out there where you're, you're good to go. Yes, you're ready to move forward, and yep. it is important to be obedient yep. and to absolutely. Act. And and that comes up later. I think it's not till Deuteronomy where like yes. they're on the, they're on the edge of the promised land, and God's like, go ahead. Yeah and they don't and they don't cuz they can yes. come up with all these yep. excuses as to why well we're not quite ready. Mm-hmm. I don't I want to be clear that that's not what we're encouraging. Yep. We're not encouraging hesitation at the edge of it. No. I think the people that we're addressing and it's probably the majority of us are people that we we feel this vision or this mm-hmm. this calling or this nudging. Mm-hmm. And it's like, "Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. That lines yep. up with, you know, what I'm good at and who yep. I am and um, the steps that I've taken so far, and we start to understand like where we get we where we get to partner with God in yeah. in His work on Earth, and then yeah, like you said, there seems yep. to be this delay, and you're like, did I not understand? Did, did I, I misunderstand? Miss I missed, you? missed the signal. Yeah, the message. Or there seems to be this lull, and a lot of us experience that. And I think what we're trying to urge is like, okay, if you're experiencing that, take stock, like look around yes. you and be like, okay. good. What do I have right now? Yep. Good. Where am I sitting right now? And if two months from now, everything landed in my lap, what would I have kicked myself that I didn't prepare, that I didn't pour into, that I didn't invest in? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's what we're encouraging.
1: Yeah, that's great. That's a good distinction. Okay. So let's move into
0: our meditation time. We have asked some very intense, big, intense questions. Above. Some of us knew the exact answers, and this episode was really affirming more than anything. And you know, okay, perfect. I'm exactly where God wants me, taking dominion of my promised land little by little, following along with the Holy Spirit. That's great. That's amazing, and that's wonderful. We celebrate that. But there's others that are less clear. Maybe we've had a glimpse of where we're headed. Maybe we're just living as sort of that manna situation, just taking the next steps as God reveals them, edging forward in obedience. Maybe some of us are just completely lost and frustrated with how aimless or lonely our path feels. So we want to clear some space now to ask important questions and sit quietly as we allow ourselves to listen. So pay attention as we're asking these questions to the way your body reacts to certain questions. Um, And get curious about any tension or quickening that you may feel. Pay attention to your thoughts and emotions. Be mindful of those. Where they delight and where they shrink back, just be curious about that. As always, distraction is inevitable. So as we sit and contemplate, simply practice returning your attention to the present. Taking a few deep breaths and carrying on. I'm going to ask a series of questions, and then I'm going to leave some space at the end for reflection and listening. So as I ask the question, hold each question in your heart. And if you feel like you have a pretty clear answer, ask the Holy Spirit to provide resounding affirmation. If not, pay attention and listen. Ask God to meet you in that question for his glory and your joy. So I'm going to move through the questions fairly quickly and... At the end, we'll provide some time for you to kind of sit with them, sit with any questions that jumped out at you. So as we prepare to listen, let's just take a couple deep breaths. Close your eyes, get comfortable where you are. The first question is, what am I good at? What brings me deep gladness? What makes me angry? What passion or cause might be behind that anger? What comes easily to me that others seem to work at?
2: Who are my trusted
0: advisors? What do those people say are my gifts? Do I believe who God says he is? if I pursued wholeness, healing, and forgiveness in all areas of my life? What of my mess has become part of my message? What am I asking the angel of God to clear out ahead of me on my journey? What is the next right step into my promised land? What, however small, responsibility or authority has been given to me already? Am I stewarding it with humility and conviction? going to give you a few minutes to let those questions resonate with you before we wrap up. I hope these questions haunt us all day. I hope we dream big dreams and delight in how he meets us there. I want to close with a prayer from St. Ignatius of Loyola. He says, May it please the supreme and divine goodness to give us all abundant grace, ever to know his most holy will, and perfectly to fulfill it.
1: for joining us today. If you're looking for show notes to follow up on any references we may have shared, you can find those in the episode description or by going to our website at www.thepausepodcast.com, where you can also find links to our social media, along with a handy guide to subscribing or leaving a review. Thanks for listening.